0: Lord be with you lift up your hearts we lift them up to the Lord listen learn love the Bach experience for you today we welcome you here in the nave of Marsh Chapel whether you are present with us in person listening live on the radio on WBUR 90.9 FM listening live on the internet at wbur.org or listening later on the podcast at bu.edu chapel For you today, a word of grace, preached in the glorious music of Bach, offered by the Marsh Chapel Choir and Collegium under the leadership of Dr. Scott Allen Jarrett. I am Brother Larry Whitney, University Chaplain for Community Life, and I bear greetings on behalf of our Dean, the Reverend Dr. Robert Allen Hill, as he is away this week. Listen, learn, love, and may we stand as we are able in the praise of God. Let us pray. O God, whose blessed Son came into the world, that he might destroy the works of the devil and make us children of God and heirs of eternal life, grant that, having this hope, we may purify ourselves as he is pure, that when he comes again with power and great glory, we may be like him in his eternal and glorious kingdom where he lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated.
1: A lesson from St. Paul's first epistle to the Thessalonians, chapter 4, verses 13 to 18. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about those who have died so that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have died. For this we declare to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will by no means precede those who have died. For the Lord himself, with a cry of command, with the archangel's call and with the sound of God's trumpet, will descend from heaven, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up in the clouds together with them to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. Please join me in
2: speaking verses from Psalm 78 with the Antiphon. my people to my teaching, incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old. Things that we have heard and known that our ancestors have told us. We will not hide them from their children. We will tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. He established a decree in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our ancestors to teach their children, that the next generation might know them, the children yet unborn, and rise up and tell them to their children, so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. Now please rise, as you are willing and able, for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel.
3: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Matthew, chapter 25, verses 31-46. through Glory Glory to you, O Lord. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats and he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at the left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. you that are accursed depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels for i was hungry and you gave me no food i was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink i was a stranger and you did not welcome me naked and you did not give me clothing sick and in prison and you did not visit me then they also will answer lord The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ.
0: Please be seated. May the words of our mouths and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. It was always YF, never M-Y-F. Calling it M-Y-F, or Methodist Youth Fellowship, failed to recognize the fullness of the denominational identity of the United Methodist Church, which resulted from a merger between the Methodist Church USA and the Evangelical United Brethren Church in 1968. Hailing from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Carl and Judy Reif came to us at Hughes United Methodist Church in Silver Spring, Maryland, from the EUB side of the family tree. Carl is a United Methodist elder, while Judy's ministry could only have been diminished by ordination. Judy was one of our YF counselors, and in preparation for our annual youth service one year, she led us in a more profound exegesis of the parable of the sheep and the goats than any seminary curriculum could hope to achieve. When did we see you sick? We made tray favors for patients at Sibley Hospital. When did we visit you in prison? We visited the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum. When did we see you hungry or thirsty? We served meals at shepherd's table homeless services. When did we see you a stranger? We visited disabled neighbors in the affordable housing unit the church had built next door. When did we see you naked? We made quilts from scraps of our own clothes. Consider for a moment the spiritual fortitude of a woman who could teach more than two dozen suburbanite adolescents to appreciate the tradition of quilt making encourage us to participate in that tradition as a lived experience of faith and inspire us to continue to live into the meaning of that act more than a decade and a half later. Judy died on October 20th in York, Pennsylvania, with Carl faithfully by her side as she breathed her last. She lived, in so many ways, a life of righteousness as depicted in the parable of the sheep and the goats. And she died, I am confident, with something like the opening chorale of today's Bach cantata on her lips. Jesus, you who powerfully rescued my soul, be now, O God, my refuge. I will open my mouth in a parable, I will utter dark sayings from of old, things that we have heard and known that our ancestors have told us. Like our readings for today, our cantata is rather, well, dark. Bitter death, the devil's dark pit, the anguish of the soul, the ill and erring, the leprosy of sin. Blood that cancels guilt. Wounds, nails, crown, grave. Sin and death assail. Bach's Augustinian Lutheranism can seem quite foreign to contemporary religious sensibilities. The cantata's text is a stark reminder that faith is serious business, a matter of life and death that faith addresses the grievously painful situation of blood guilt, and that faith places us in the existential situation of judgment under the threat of eternal damnation. There but for the grace of God, say Augustine, Luther, and Bach, go we all. The very terminology of blood, guilt, sin, anguish, and judgment press back against the proclivities of late modern religious consciousness toward what might be called and has been called moral therapeutic deism. Moral therapeutic deism believes that God exists, created the world, and watches over human life. That God wants people to be good, nice, and fair. That the goal of life is to be happy and feel good about yourself that God is not particularly involved in our lives, and that good people go to heaven when they die. Of course, this caricature of Christianity is subject to the same critique that H. Richard Niebuhr leveled against the social gospel movement in the mid-20th century for believing that a God without wrath brought humanity without sin into a kingdom without judgment through the ministrations of a Christ without a cross. For moral therapeutic deism, there is little reason to take religion seriously and thus to pay much attention to it. Religion in this vein is, as Karl Marx described, the opium of the people. Not so for Bach or his theological predecessors, Luther and Augustine. For them, faith is intimate and works its way into our deepest vulnerabilities. It is there, then, in our inmost selves that we meet God and where God's presence with us is experienced as grace. Lord, I believe, help my weakness. Let me never despair. You, you can make me stronger when sin and death assail me. Such pietism, of course, must be careful, tending as it does to promise more than it can deliver. Even in a state of grace, we are at times yet given to despair. But without allowing for the seriousness of the religious claim for the deepest and often darkest parts of ourselves, what hope could there be in our times of despair? Dr. Jarrett, tell us more about the hope Bach offers us in today's cantata.
4: Thank you, Brother Larry. Today we present Cantata 78, Jesu der du or Jesus by whom my soul. Written in September of 1724, our cantata dates from Bach's second year as cantor of the Thomas Church in Leipzig, where his duties included weekly composition of a cantata for the Sunday liturgy. Bach's texts that day were lessons from Galatians chapter 5, urging Christians from the ways of the flesh to live in the spirit and from Luke chapter 11, in which Jesus heals the 10 lepers. As is often the case, Bach draws poetic and musical inspiration from a familiar 17th century chorale tune. In this case, Johann Rist's 1641, Jesu der du meine Seele." The text calls us to pin our sins on the cross with Jesus, using particularly direct passion imagery. As with Paul's letter, there is no escaping. There is no escaping the depravity of the flesh for Augustine, Luther, or with Bach. But the theological and thereby musical trajectory of the cantata, the hope, moves the Christian through a cycle of eagerness to cleave to the cross, the power of Christ's redeeming blood, and the assurance of Christ as our breastplate in a world where Satan lurks to thwart our every thought and deed. In the opening movement, Bach depicts the poignancy of the passion, the deep, deep love of Jesus, and our long-suffering, all, as an extended passicalia. Not just a formal unifying structure, this recurring tune is laden with all of the pathos necessary to depict our frail human condition and the urgency of the need for redemption. As the tune is passed through the instruments and the voices in nearly 30 iterations, Rist's chorale tune is heard in the soaring voices of the sopranos doubled by flute and horn. As the text describes the vigor with which Christ rescues our anguished souls, the music, too, becomes more active and urgent, yet all within the framework of the prevailing ground bass. In the end, Bach achieves astonishing scope of idea and musical transformation and one of the most well-known and most beloved of all Bach's chorale fantasias. The corpus of the cantata moves the Christian from earnest eagerness to follow in Jesus' steps. Listen in the second duet for the pizzicato of the double bass as the soprano and alto tread in each other's musical footsteps to the redeeming sprinkling of the blood of Christ, depicted by the elegant flute solo with tenor soloist, to the ultimate offering of not just our sin, but also our whole heart as we too take up the cross to live the gospel in the world. Listen for the wisdom of the baritone and the full confident stride of the redeemed whose soul is stilled by faith and the promise and the hope of Sweet Eternity.
0: Thank you, Dr. Jarrett. In two weeks, Dr. Jarrett, Dean Hill, and I will travel to San Diego with members of the Marsh Chapel Choir, and where we will meet up with members of the Bach Collegium San Diego to bring the Bach experience, now in its eighth season here at Marsh Chapel, to the American Academy of Religion Annual Meeting. There we will present Cantata 77, Du sollt Gott deinen Herren lieben. You shall love the Lord your God." That cantata, presented here at Marsh Chapel in February of 2013, is less dark, but no less serious, treating the relationship between law and grace in conversation with the parable of the Good Samaritan. We invite your prayerful and, if so moved, material support of this expanding voice of the Bach experience and Marsh Chapel. The question addressed in Cantata 77 is how we are to live in light of the grace of God in us. The question for today's cantata, cantata 78, is what God's grace does in us that we might live at all. The good news of Jesus Christ for us today, preached in the glorious music of Bach, is that the grace of God in us transforms sin, death, guilt, despair, and anguish to blessing, so that we might say, I will trust in your goodness until I joyfully see you, Lord Jesus, after the battle, in sweet eternity. Listen, learn, love. The Bach experience for you. Amen.
5: Zum Streiten, zum Streiten, zum Streiten. So steht Jesus mir zur Seite, dass ich beherrsche, 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 und sie beherrscht und sie auf sein.
0: Dearly beloved, this morning we remember that Bach gave us God's word, Mozart gave us God's laughter, and Beethoven gave us God's fire. And God gave us music that we might pray without words. We thank Dr. Scott Allen Jarrett, the Marsh Chapel Choir and Collegium for leading us in prayer this morning. We greet you once again here in the nave of Marsh Chapel and encourage you to participate in our ritual of friendship by putting your name and contact information in the red books found along the center aisle of each pew, passing that along to your neighbor so that we can get to know you better and help you get to know one another better throughout the coming week. We note that international students are invited to join the Reverend Brittany Longstorff, our chaplain for international students in the Narthex following the service, uh, for their monthly international students luncheon. Everyone else is invited downstairs for a reception uh, for, as we're preparing uh, at about 1.30 or 1.45 to baptize my daughter, Lily. Um, so come on down and join us for a meal. We invite you to meditate on O God, Our Faithful God, uh, organ setting by Siegfried Carr-Gellert, played by Justin Blackwell at the organ as the ushers wait upon us for the morning offering. Now walk in love as Christ loves us, an offering and sacrifice to God. give you thanks, O God, this day for life and health and peace. Now bless these gifts and those who have given them to the work of ministry in this place and throughout the world. Amen. Dear friends, let us remember that life is short, and we do not have too much time to gladden the hearts of those who walk the way with us. So be swift to love, and make haste to be kind. In the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, abide and remain with you, now and always. Amen.
6: Amen.